but there's a lot more I could tell you of Laurie Downey. <laughs> um, what about the war years in Mosman Park? I know you were away, but... Yeah, the war years in Mosman Park... Um, well, when the war started... When the war started, I was still at school. The, the uh, war in, uh, in Europe started in uh, 1939, August, I think, wasn't it? I think it was August 39, and I was only uh, only uh, 25, 14 then. I was 14 and still at school in Fremantle. Um, my recollections from there on was the the blackout. Um, that would have been after the Japanese came into the into the fray after Pearl Harbour. Um, because uh, the blackout conditions applied and um, petrol rationing came in. I think, I think my father had a Chev National car. I think he, his allowance was, um, I think it was four gallons a month, which would be the equivalent of about um, 16, 17 or 18 litres now. Um, and that had to do for the for the month. Um, the cars had to had to be blacked out. The headlights were covered, and there was only a little slit of light allowed to emit from the headlights. And there was a broad white strip had to be painted right along the outside of the car, along the bottom, so it would show up at night to other cars because the lights were virtually ineffective in traffic. I remember all that. Our house had to be blacked out at night. I remember my father made uh, portable frames, solid frames that each evening had to be fitted into each window to block the light out so that no light could emit through that window. Um, Locally in Willis Street at the corner of Willow Street and Stirling Highway, a garage had opened, which I think is mentioned in the in the Mosman Park Between River and Sea book. It was owned by a man named Manton, Manton's Garage. And the uh, division of the um, US Navy took over the workshops there behind the garage. Uh, and they had um, workshops in there, something to do with the submarines. Um, which the, the workshops covered the area that's now occupied by um, by the Mosman Park medical practice, where Doctor um, uh, forgotten his name. He's <laughs> he's my doctor. This shows you, and has been my doctor for years. And I can't tell you his name. Never mind. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Um, Jamie, Jamie Prendival, Dr. Prendival, where his rooms are now. And the, the, uh, there was an, uh, a, a, a one, uh, so that, that brought the, the feeling of war in close. The other thing I can remember, and that was happening when I was still at school, because I, I was still at school at Fremantle until the end of the school year of 
1941, when I took my leaving certificate, matriculation, and um, so it was prior to that, they used to have um, practice for the searchlights at night by uh, flying a Wirraway plane uh, up and down the coast and the the blackout conditions would be on the searchlights. The searchlights would have an exercise off wherever their batteries were to pick up the flight of the plane and they usually would get it eventually, of course, pick on the plane. And I remember with horror that one night the, the... the plane crashed and um, at that time a few of us boys in the school were getting towards the end of our school education and war still on and we're we're getting seized up about the idea of getting into it and and, um, a few of us were very keen on on being in air crew with the air force and our enthusiasm was somewhat dampened by the story that came out that the pilot had had his head had been uh, had had his head removed in the crash from the from the cockpit cover or something, he'd been decapitated. So so we we our, our enthusiasm was somewhat dampened for for a little while. <laughs>